Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm really excited to talk to you about your journey. And I think the first question. I guess I I like starting with this first question, which is give me a glimpse of what life was like before you and I started working together. You know, I I've been looking back at my journal from last year and right around the time that we dove into things and I was floundering so so desperately and it was the sense of just feeling so uneasy in my body and just in who I who I was and i i was just seeking answers and i needed i knew i needed someone to really dive in and help me get to a new level and a lot of my i knew my work needed to be around healing my relationship to my body but what sent me to to you and your work was this idea of you know i have these sexual traumas and i need to figure out a way to to get over them like something's got to happen where i get over that and can move on and it's not going to influence me anymore and so that was kind of the mentality i went into it you know our our work together with and it's just so funny looking back at it that I don't, I think maybe we talked about it, you know, once, twice, maybe, but the real work was around me and my body and like coming home to her and well, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, um, and, and just like finally being able to like lay down the weapons and that I had been fighting myself with. And, and that was, that was what we worked on. It was just like creating that partnership. And, and that was what I needed that I had for so long been at war with my body and wanting out, not wanting to be a part of my, my physical being just as she was. And yeah, that's what the focus became. And man, I can't believe it's been a year, honestly. It's just so absurd to me <laughs> what can happen. I know. It's so crazy to think about like, wow, it has been an entire year since we've worked together. And one thing that's I've I've noticed in my work is that like 
like, and you alluded to this a little bit ago about how like you'd come into this work and you'd thought like, and I get this a lot with other people that I've worked with too. Like there's a lot of expectation that we'll be spending a lot of time talking about sex, a lot of time talking about sexuality and orgasms and masturbation. And that absolutely happens. But one thing that you said, and then, you know, I'm kind of like piecing together in my own mind is how important it is for us to do the work around our bodies first. It's almost as if you can't access sexual wholeness until you actually begin to do the healing work of and around your body. And I, I want to know, like, why do you think that is for you particularly? Like, why, why was it for you that you had to start from the body piece in order to get to sexual liberation at the end? I think my body just, I've realized now that she holds all the answers. And for so long, I absolutely refused to listen to her and created such a rift between me, my intuition, my body, my my femininity. I mean, I remember when we started talking about what does it mean to be feminine? What is the word uh, like? Oh gosh, what was it? I'm I'm drawing a blank, but I am oh ferti- like to like fertility. Yeah. And I, I freaked out around that word. I completely I fully remember just being like, oh God, pregnancy. No, get it away. <laughs> like, why would I want to have any thoughts around that at all? Um, but so much of the work coming to uh, having a better relationship with my body really created this sense of how I can show up in the world and that being exactly or or being in a body and and not needing to change that body in order to show up as as the person that I want to be that that's where it all begins or began for me I guess I feel like I've become so much more of who I always knew I was and like it was always just sort of off in the distance and I had this sense of really feeling like there was this layer on me and and my weight was that reflection of the layer and it was just trying to protect me and I was at the point when I came to you that I didn't want to have to have that barrier that boundary and I think by creating the new relationship with my body, it's opened up the most unbelievable relationships in my life in the past year in particular. And I think that's sort of what I was looking for. I was looking for being able to connect with people on such a deeper soul level that I wasn't allowing myself to do because I had this barrier. And yeah, like you said, you know, a lot of the conversations we we didn't focus on like sex, sexuality along those lines. But for me, being able to have like a deep relationship with people in my life on this new just kind of revolutionized soul level, like that's like good sex for me almost, I guess. Um, and like that's what I've been craving. And and I feel like I'm Like I get taste of it now more than I ever have. And I just, I am so confident that only more of it's coming. And that's such a relief to me, such a relief. Yeah, you know, you and I did a lot of work around body image, around the way that you feel in your body, the relationship you have with your body, particularly your belly. And I find in my work that that's really common. Like whenever I work with women in the, the body realm, we always somehow end up in the realm of the belly 
And so I'm curious about your journey to belly love because I know that this is something that many, many, many women struggle with. And it seems as though this is the piece of sexual liberation, like finding um, a sense of acceptance and a sense of home within your body and within your belly is that one missing piece that can lead to sexual liberation. So maybe just kind of walk me through what your relationship with your belly was before. When I think back on where I was when we first started, when it came to my my belly in particular, there was so much shame around that part of my body in particular, I guess. I just felt so embarrassed, ashamed. I I hate I felt like it needed like I needed to cover up in such a particular way certain clothes all my clothes had to fit just so so that like no roll or you know pinched fat or anything would show and I was always so unbelievably conscientious of that where it it was such a distraction right and I was you know the fidgeting right that's that's the telltale sign I could never sit comfortably without thinking, oh God, my stomach is looking all rolled and fat and oh dear God, someone's judging me and I would never, I don't want to be seen with my shirt off and oh God, every bikini I own looks awful. And it just, it felt just so much shame around it and and sad that it held so much of that for me. But so much has changed though around that. And like, and my body, yeah, my body's changed in the last year or so a little bit, but not to the point where like, I've got a six pack now and I have this, you know, body that I always dreamed of. Like, that's not the case. It's not that, but there is, it's the acceptance more so now. And with that acceptance, like finally came this shedding of a metaphorical and an actual physical layer that was really, really unbelievable to witness. I mean, most of it happened while I was traveling earlier this year and realizing how much my relationship with my belly changed um, on that trip. I, I was blown away. I mean, I was walking around at my yoga teacher training course um, out in the middle of the jungle, just like in my sports bra and yoga pants, like just kind of chilling out. No big deal. Wow. And, yeah. No, like that, that, that like who, who is this? <laughs> I don't do that. Uh, yeah. And it just kind of kept going from there. I mean, later on in my trip, I, I was in a, a sports bra and like um, running shorts, sitting in a Temescal sweat lodge with like, 40 other people that I didn't know most of them um like local Colombians I'm the only white girl and just like totally cool with it this is this is what's up like I am challenging myself in a new way and it's not like I'm not focused on covering up my belly I'm focused on breathing and not panicking about being in a like enclosed <laughs> sweat lodge and <laughs> it's really hot <laughs> you know it was yeah. my my focus became so much bigger And it's just kept going from there. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. How did you shift that focus from being super paranoid and conscious of the way that your belly was perceived by the world to being able to sit in a sweat lodge with a bunch of strangers and show your belly to the world? The first thing that comes to me 
around that is the idea of the the inner warrior that we we kind of created this idea throughout our work of I had really struggled with the idea of the wild woman and, and felt disconnected from that. But the inner warrior spoke to me so much more deeply and and she lives uh, lived and still lives very much in in my belly space and recognizing that she was in there was that first idea of all right like she doesn't want to be ignored stifled like be ashamed of her be ashamed of that space like she needs space she needs like to breathe basically yeah and the more I I focused on wanting to connect with her, I think, the more I realized my relationship with my belly really needed to to change at the same time. And so I think she was the one that really like inspired me to kind of reassess why I don't like didn't like my belly. Like what was up with mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And yeah, just being connected with her now feels so much more at ease and protected and guided and and fun and sexy too, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I and I remember our conversations about wild woman versus warrior woman. Yeah. What was the difference for you? Oh, man. I had built up wild woman to be this unattainable persona of this feminine being who is totally cool with having no home and and you know nomadic and wandering and and wears these flowy awesome outfits and and is sexy and and all of these things that I could not at that time connect to without like without freaking out. I, I had a meltdown around it one day because I, I did another coaching session with a friend and realized how uncomfortable I felt with that idea but then this idea of the inner warrior came up and maybe it's because I knew that it was this like part of me versus something I had to fulfill which was what I was kind of like looking at the wild woman as like I need to I need to work on something to be the wild woman versus the inner warrior like she's just there she was there all along and all I've needed to do is really tune back into her and like build her up, like stoke that fire. And, and, you know, the funny thing is though, I very recently came to the realization that I, that, that vision that I had of the wild woman that I was so totally terrified of and couldn't wrap my head around. I now, I am that honestly, like mm. it's, I mean, I, you know, being nomadic, not really sure about my next steps home wise. Um, traveling like my the clothes choices I wear I'm so much more carefree you know I it's hilarious because I that vision I had painted in my head it's now I am living that with ease but without the label that I was so terrified of basically but yeah it's crazy it's it's cool Yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting that you've kind of come full circle with the wild woman mm-hmm. archetype because I absolutely remember you being like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, wild woman, it's it she feels so like big and unattainable and unreachable. And one of the things I remember saying to you in terms of, you know, kind of ditching the wild woman archetype and embracing a new archetype that felt more easeful for you, that being your inner warrior woman, was taking baby steps into 
uncovering her and discovering her and playing with her and re um reacquainting yourself with her um and it sounds like those baby steps led you to where you are now full circle in being able to express yourself as the wild woman that you are while also honoring your inner warrior too it it almost seems like your inner warrior and your wild woman are now one thing yes <laughs> totally absolutely well said i love that your journey started with the body there's something very beautiful about that because it's so tangible i know that when we talk about self-empowerment and self-discovery and personal development, a lot of times these ideas are really like up in the air. But for you, it was a physical thing, something that you could really latch onto. And I remember some of the assignments that I gave you were just you sitting with your hand on your belly and saying positive, affirming things about it, even if they weren't true. And that's led you here to this place where you have a full acceptance of your body. How has that changed the rest of your life? Work life, uh, I still feel there's a struggle around that, but it's with a new sense of trust, I think, which is really comforting. You know, I still feel torn a lot about next steps to take in, in my my entrepreneurial journey and things like that. But I, I think a lot of the work that we did really opened my eyes to the unbelievable synchronicities that continue to happen in my life. And that when they're acknowledged, they just keep coming. Mm, yep. <laughs> and so like having that connection to my body, I think created a sense of trust in in the bigger picture and and that goes you know with with the work world um when it comes to the the sex side of things you know the other piece that had been really hard for me when i came to you was that i had been i had really been using sex as a way of trying to connect but without any regard for for myself or, or for my body, basically. And so this new connection with my body and, and respect for her has led me on a totally, a very unique path. And I'm, I'm stumbling for words and I just need to come out and say it. It's like, I've, I've basically been, been celibate for, I don't know, a pretty long time now. And that was because I knew that I had been using sex for the wrong reasons and and it never felt the way that I had hoped it to feel and I knew that stepping away from like throwing myself into bed with someone who actually didn't respect me was only feeding the fire of self-hate basically and so by coming back to my body and coming home to her and feeling this acceptance and this trust in my path, I, I've been able to have, I alluded, you know, mentioned it a little bit, but my relationships this past year have been on a totally new level. I just feel like I'm connecting with people on 
such a more deep and soul level. And I know now I, I look at relationships that I have that, you know, aren't really there. Like I'm not getting a whole lot of out of them. I'm not putting so much time into them. And the other amazing part that, you know, as we're speaking, I'm, I'm looking back, like my connection to the masculine over the past year has been radically changed in ways that I honestly didn't think was possible. And it all started because of our work, because of me needing and, and finally being able to be comfortable in my body and be comfortable in my feminine so that I could then actually recognize the positive aspects of the masculine. And I have been so fortunate to come across some really unbelievably amazing men. I have just been shown what it is to like what it really means to be in your masculine and and how that how I can interact with that in a really positive way and that to me that's a that's such a relief honestly because I had built up such negative negative beliefs around the masculine that I I didn't know what it was going to take to to shift into that and now like that other piece of the fate the trust is trusting that like there is a man out there that is on that level that I want to connect at mm. and that includes mentally spiritually emotionally and sexually and yeah I mean it's just been amazing I'm just so grateful for the men who've crossed my path already you know in this journey since I've really found this new acceptance it's amazing how it all plays together. It really, really is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, something, something really beautiful happens when you become centered and accepting in and of yourself. You seem to attract people that only want to further that acceptance and yes. further that growth within you. Yes. Um, and I think that's been one of the biggest gifts of our working together for you is like, now you are in a place of being able to stand strong in your center so that when things come up and like things feel weird or or stressful like you know what to do to take care of yourself i also want to acknowledge the fact that you've made a consistent effort like a conscious effort to not have sex right now which <laughs> i mean that's huge that's huge you know it's so especially in our culture where sex is the thing to do and like some of us have our identities wrapped around how much sex we're having um, what kind of sex we're having it's incredibly radical especially for someone like you who has come from this place of using sex as a way of connecting to the wrong things perhaps connecting to the wrong people maybe even disconnecting oh, yeah. from your body yeah. to know that like sex is a path towards that and you are going to be in this place of okay I'm going to honor sex and I'm going to honor my body by way of saying no to it by way of continuing to understand what sex means I mean that is if, if that's not the most like self-loving gesture of your sexuality like I don't know what is yeah it feels amazing to be in that space and yeah it definitely it's been an interesting ride in, in in saying no because that was something that I did not do and it and it hurt me in in so many ways and 
you know, like I mentioned, I, I was traveling earlier this year and like there were opportunities for it and like that could have happened, but it really um, brought me back to a sense of power to to stand my ground on that and just be like, no, I know that this is not the kind of connection that I want or that is honoring the progress I've made. And yeah, I mean, of course, like I'm, I'm, I actually know, you know, I was going to say I miss it, but honestly, I was having like the wrong kind of sex is what it comes mm. down to. Like, how could I possibly miss that? <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. And I'm, you know, I'm just kind of playing with it right now and, and really feeling into, uh, you know, talking about acceptance and like self-love. Like my mantra right now is, around this idea of I'm open to receive higher love mm, and, I and love that, that is just like what it's all about and I know that what I was doing before like sure as shit that wasn't higher love <laughs> 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 like that much I'm confident about basically but it's been really really interesting to play with it and and just kind of sit with it and but work on it at the same time and it's it's good it's interesting frustrating sometimes obviously but you know all in all I am I'm proud of myself and I'm I'm happy with the decisions I've made which is something I definitely was not able to say for a long time <laughs> well you know I'm proud of you too because what I'm hearing from you is that you are now in a place of not just body acceptance, but self-acceptance. You accept yourself and you're also like way more flexible and flowy. You're okay with letting things flow, letting things be. Like a perfect example is you choosing not to have sex right now and how, you know, you could, I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I did work with you for a little bit. Um, I kind of feel like your past you with this whole sex thing would have been like, okay, th so this is great. But when am I going to have sex again? Like, right. when is right. this going to happen? We need to <laughs> keep working towards this goal. Like, you know, but I feel like listening to you, the essence I get from you is that you are just so at ease. That's not to say that you're in this inactive, passive state. You are so active in your self-development, but there's not a sense of pushing. And I love hearing that because I know that, that our journey <laughs> together was, you know, coming back to a sense of flow, a sense of ease. And it seems to have opened up so many beautiful things in your life. Yeah, that sent, that idea of flow and being okay with the unknown is definitely something that that I've really shifted my mindset around and it's it's funny cuz I look back and and you're so right. I mean, I think a, there were so many times when you and I talked about well, what kind of morning routine could I do that really helps me to connect with my creativity, to connect with my body? Like these kind of things of like trying to put in place like this idea that I had of what someone who, um, you know, has it together when it comes to body acceptance, what they would do. Right. And, and I was, I was super, super structured around those kind of things. And I don't feel the need for that anymore. I feel like I am 
just honestly waking up in the morning now, I am much more inclined to ask myself what would feel really good to start my day. Mm. And, and that feels so liberating in and of itself. And yeah, you know, the only time I struggle really now when it comes to being okay with the flow is, is when I get wrapped up with the expectations of others around me. And, and, you know, that's always something that we have to work through. And, and I, I realize that and I acknowledge it, but I think I have the tools now and, and it's obviously something I'm still working on and, and God knows I could use more practice, but like having patience with those around me and, and an acceptance of where they are at, yeah. because I've finally accepted or have been more accepting of myself and now it's really time to be more accepting of others honestly you know the word that keeps coming to mind about you and your journey and where you're at now is embodied Mm. (laughs) yes (laughs) I think that was like the first word we talked about honestly Mm -hmm. I when I think our first call honestly yeah yeah Yep. <laughs> and I, I love that you have this awareness. Like, I mean, there's always more work to be done, right? Like you're never going to be done with this journey of discovering yourself and coming home to yourself and accepting your body. And you have this awareness of that, which I think is also really healthy because, you know, it can be really easy to be like, I've hit my, my peak. I am now done. And then you have a really bad day and you're like, well, where did that come from? (laughs) I thought I was done with this. So, so I love that you (laughs) have this perspective and this, this self-awareness that I didn't see when we first started a year ago. I want to know who you think you would be if you hadn't have done this work honestly the first thing that comes to mind is that like it was always meant to happen mm. like, there's no way around it 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 needed to uh, be in my life this work needed to happen and the things that that brought me you know the, the stuff that like built up the the shame and the the negativity around my body like all of that stuff needed to happen anyways so that I could then do the work that we did and the work that I've continued to do since then like the theme that came up so much, especially towards the end of our work together, and I've said it a couple times, is just like the trust and and having this faith in the path, I guess. And I really do believe that, you know, this is all part of my path and, and part of my journey just as it needs to be. And I, I honestly don't think there would have ever been a scenario where like, this work didn't happen, mm. you know, and maybe, maybe it would be delayed. Maybe I, you know, would have struggled along further in, in the journey and just kind of kept hitting roadblocks until I finally, you know, I, I mean, I, I snapped right around the time when I reached out to you, I knew that there was work to be done and, and it needed to happen. And, and maybe, maybe I would have avoided it. Um, but it, it would have kept coming back. And, yeah, I don't know. I really honestly believe that it was always meant to happen and in some way shape or form it was it was just it was going to be and so it was. <laughs> yeah. What advice would you give to someone or what words would you say to someone who is at that point where they know things aren't working for them, where they know they need to make working on themselves and tending to their heart and coming home to their bodies and addressing their sexual trauma as a priority, but they just can't get over that hump. Like, what would you say to them? I think I would say two things. Uh, The first being 
have courage, courage in yourself and, and just remember that, yeah, the courage and you're so much stronger than you really give yourself credit for. Um, and that's what the work really brings up. And then the second piece is just this idea of this too shall pass. And, yeah. and, and that goes for everything we experience, everything. And we have to go through those really difficult parts of us and parts of our paths in order to be able to experience like the good side of things. But the good stuff, like it passes too. But I think just realizing that there is a way beyond what feels so stifling in that moment. It's there. And yeah, I mean, that that phrase is something that's just been a, a big part of my life always. And then I, I look back and and realize that, yeah, that it applied to this too, like this too shall pass. And, but you're like seeking the support for it makes that pathway, that passage just feel not as scary, I guess, and can create a lot of awareness when you have somebody else's eyes on it, I think. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. So my last question that I love to ask, who are you as a sexually liberated woman? What are your characteristics? Trust. There's so much trust in my life now. I keep coming back to that. Um embodied is yeah that word that you you brought up it that was the first the first thing we talked about and yeah like (laughs) that was where it was at it Mm -hmm. it all was riding on that and I do I feel so much more present to my my experience of being human basically and my sexuality now is is like this creative force I think Mm -hmm. and I'm realizing that both of them need space. And, you know, I, I gave myself space in the, the sexual realm of things by choosing to say no on occasions when I, I used to sit, well, not really say anything, I guess. And now, like as a sexually liberated woman, I feel so much more connected to my creativity as well. Um, and I know when to give my creativity space so that I can just let it be and see what comes out of me basically. And and it's so fun. I mean, creativity has been a really interesting exploration for me too. And they're so tightly wound together. And I'd never really, I never gave them credit for that. I never noticed the connection between sexuality and creativity and seeing that there's a big spectrum of what each of those encompasses like sexuality isn't just about fucking and creativity isn't just about putting a paintbrush to paper or Mm. you know just like making art if you will like there are so many places along that spectrum that you can land depending on what feels good to you and it feels really good to know that wherever I land on that that spectrum for both of those, like that's totally cool. And you know what else is cool? Like it's gonna change. Yeah. <laughs> At any given time, basically. So I think sexual liberation for me has been the words that come to mind are embodiment, acceptance, creativity, and yet I get like self love. Like it kinda sounds cheesy, but yeah, the self love aspect is Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so 
yeah, I guess that's, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for being transparent. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity and for the work we've done together. I mean, I know I've told you, but your work, the your help, everything you did um, just set me off on this path that has uh, man, I look back at the last year and it kind of blows my mind the way things have changed, the experiences I've had and the way I feel about myself, my body, my path, like everything. And I'm just so grateful is what it comes down to. So beyond grateful. Mm. So yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I so appreciate you and your ability to show up every single session fully even when it was hard even when like you didn't wanna like you're like I don't wanna and there were those times yes there were those times but you still managed to work through it and you know I always say to my clients like what I do is awesome but it's nothing without your ability to show up fully and want to do the work you just make my my work so much easier when you do that so big thank yous go back at you Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 